Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Now, live and direct from the press box at Old Comiskey Park, it's time for when football was football. Let's join your host, Joe Ziemba, with another forgotten tale from Chicago's pro football history. Let's go! Thank you for that wonderful introduction, and we're pleased to be back at the press box at Old Comiskey Park for another episode of When Football Was Football. I'm your host, Joe Ziemba. As we continue our tribute to the 1947 Chicago Cardinals NFL Championship, we head back to December 27, 1947, the day before the title game with the Philadelphia Eagles here at Comiskey Park in Chicago. Absolutely no one gave the Eagles a chance in this game, except perhaps Cardinals coach Jimmy Councilman, who was overly cautious in his approach to the title contest. He said, we keep hearing that we're two touchdowns better. That's all out of line. Anybody who saw the Eagles beat Pittsburgh last Sunday knows that they should not be a two touchdown underdog to any team. That Steve Van Buren is a terrific runner. Give him an inch and he'll go all the way. And their passer, Tommy Thompson, has a better percentage of completions than our Paul Chrisman. So how can people say those things that were so much better? The underdog Eagles were both excited and hungry in their final practices before heading to Chicago on December 26th. Even on Christmas Day, the players were exuberant as Coach Creasy Neal marched his charges through a two-hour session. Said the coach, I think they would have worked out all day, Christmas or not, if I hadn't called things off. For the final practice in Philadelphia on Friday, December 26th, Coach Neal moved the session from Sheeb Park to an indoor armory on Broad Street. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported on that practice, saying, the squad split up into four teams and had a half hour of touch football. Then they got together and worked on defense with particular emphasis on the Cardinals' potent passing attack. A session on their own offensive maneuvers completed the practice. Coach Neal was very pleased with the practices, including chalk talks leading up to the game, telling his players, I'll give you an A-plus on your brain work. If you are as alert in Chicago as you are now, we can give them a worse jolt than some people think possible. And then the happy crew headed for the train station, being described as higher than kites by Eagles publicity man Ed Hogan. The morning news added, emotions over the forthcoming spectacle are affected further by the fact that the Cards have already played the Eagles twice this season and won both games. In Chicago, coach Jimmy Councilman ran the Cardinals through their final drills and pronounced himself content, but still a bit apprehensive as he told Chicago Herald American writer Edgar Green. Do me a favor, will you? Write something grim and frightening about that game Sunday. The boys are working good, they feel fine. 
but they're not grim enough. Shucks, we felt fine before we played Washington. We were happy as clams before the New York game, and we got beat both times. Although the Cardinals had defeated the Eagles twice in 1947, once in the preseason and another just recently on December 7th, neither club was confident about issuing a prediction, or as columnist Arthur Daly of the New York Times wrote, when Councilman and Neil get together, it's wise to throw away the crystal ball because forecasts are useless. The Eagles train departed at 5.09 p.m. on Friday, December 26, from the North Philadelphia station. Reporter Frank O'Gara of the Philadelphia Inquirer described the team's departure thusly. The party, comprising a squad that is physically well and eager for the chance to wreak vengeance on the cocky Cardinals, plus the usual traveling retinue, filled three sleeping cars of the Pennsylvania Railroad train. As the overnight train headed west with an arrival train time scheduled for 8.20 a.m. in Chicago on December 27th, the team would check into the hotel and then practice in the early afternoon at Armour Field, which was near Comiskey Park. Initially, there was an understandable mix-up with the preferred hotel, according to the Evening Herald newspaper, which said, The Eagles had intended to stay at the Edgewater Beach Hotel, adjacent to Wrigley Field until someone reminded them that for approximately the first time in history, they were not coming to town to play the Bears. So while the Cardinals players were allowed to remain at home the night before the game, the Eagles settled on the Hotel Sherman in downtown Chicago for their accommodations. As with other NFL clubs at the time, the Eagles closely watched expenses and provided strict guidelines for the players to foul while they were in Chicago, and, and this is quite amusing. Here's what they said. Buses will meet the train upon arrival in Chicago to transfer the team to the hotel. All players must use this method of transportation. Do not take taxi cabs. The club will not be responsible for any of your expenses except room and meals. Any other expenses which you may incur will be charged to your account and will be deducted from your next paycheck. Your time is your own after the game and the road secretary will give each of you $2 for your evening meal. Two bucks. At Comiskey Park, the site of the game on Chicago's south side, the tarp had been removed from the field on December 27th. The weather forecast on game day was predicted to be between 32 and 35 degrees, but with, quote, a light snow expected, which might cause the field to turn slippery there was a possibility the ground would freeze overnight, end quote. In final comments, Eagles coach Greasy Neal sounded satisfied, saying, Earlier in the week, I worried a little that the players would not be up mentally as they were for the last two games. It's practically impossible for a group to avoid a letdown in three straight games that mean everything, but this gang has done it. Jimmy Councilman added, well, we'll just throw out the works and hope for the best. It would be silly to say that we'll concentrate on running or passing against the Eagles. So, we'll just give them everything we have and hope that something clicks. The Eagles will be ready for this game, and I hope we will be too. So, would the Cardinals be able to achieve a three-peat over the Eagles in 1947? Would the weather cooperate for the biggest NFL game of the year? 
Please join us tomorrow on December 28th for our final bonus podcast on the 1947 Chicago Cardinals NFL Championship season here on the Sports History Network. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. We at the Sports History Network are so glad to introduce to you a new addition to our lineup. Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast is a weekly podcast that focuses on the history and memorabilia of North American football since its inception in 1869. It's hosted by Bob Swick, the publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and Joe Squires, a longtime contributor to that magazine. The podcast was launched in 2017 and has over 150 episodes that you can listen to now on a Sports History Network, as well as your favorite podcast provider. So join Bob and Joe as they go through football history, talking about the memorabilia and the great legendary players and games of the American Gridiron on the Gridiron Greats Magazine Podcast.